0: I am delighted to have joining with us today, Monica Tanner. She is, well, first of all, she's married to her best friend. That's the first thing she puts in her bio. She's married to her best friend. She's a boss mom to four small little humans. She's a podcaster. Her podcast is called On the Brighter Side, Marriage for Entrepreneurs. And she's a relationship and intimacy expert. A sexpert. So the reason why I wanted to have her on the show is that, you know, one of the things I know is I used to be a, what's called a CDLP. It's a certified divorce lending professional before I got into full-time speaking and coaching and mentoring and podcasting. And statistically divorces, you know, I think we're at 53 or 58%. Now the thing is they are dropping, because people are getting married later so there's a little lull in the drop and but I think it was filled in with covid yeah just to make it maintained so Monica we are excited to have you here on the show welcome thank you i'm so glad to be here it's going to be really fun so you know divorce rates are really really high and i know that we have i know that you specialize in marriage for entrepreneurs and i feel that you know the entrepreneur is married to their business not to their spouse. <laughs> That's what ends up happening. And it's a real struggle. And, I, and I'm against the word balance because I don't believe in it. And I think you're 50-50 when you are. So tell us, what is the, the biggest challenge and problem that you see with any entrepreneurship when you know the flashlight's being shown on the business and not on the relationship?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why there is a slightly higher divorce rate for entrepreneurs versus non-entrepreneur, Marriages, what well, part of that accounts for two different paces, right? You typically, when you have an entrepreneur, you have someone who is super fast paced, like a dreamer, a goal setter, like moving at the speed of light, and doesn't typically stop to explain, you know, this is the vision, this is right. the goal to their partner, which a yeah. lot of times happens to be non-entrepreneurial. Like they they just do life at a different pace. They say the opposites attract and that happens a lot for very good reason. But it's important for entrepreneurs who are married to non-entrepreneurs to be able to close that gap, especially of understanding and be able to move like a, a more neutralized speed. So like, you know, the, the entrepreneur needs to understand, you know, the perspective and vice versa. So that's like one thing. But another thing, like you talked about, entrepreneurship is just a different animal. There's no clocking in, clocking out. You know, you're always once a spouse, always a spouse, once a parent, always a parent, and once a business owner, always a business owner, right? So the, the, the business doesn't sleep. And so it's really important to be able to set those boundaries and guidelines to understand that there are times when it's more, when we need to prioritize our marriage. Our family and our business. So, yeah,
0: I think that, yeah, it's really interesting as you're talking about that. You know, both my husband, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm a little more driven. My husband's a mortgage lender, but, and that's, that's still entrepreneurship, no matter how you look at it. And of course, I was that for 30 years, you know, in, in the lending space as well. But I've always looked at it like, and I've been married for, for well, it'll be 38 years in a couple months. But I always look at my left hand and say, okay, the left hand, which is my marriage and the right hand, which is I'm trying to get my business right.
2: Don't,
0: don't go together. If you try to commingle them. And of course we worked together for 17 years and it, and it worked. Okay. It worked for us. I know it doesn't work for everybody, but in this new arena that I'm in where I'm a true entrepreneur, not working hand in hand, I'm realizing that I can't commingle some of the, like some of the money I spend, right. Some of the expenses I have in my business, I can't tell him about, because, and not because. And we're women, we've all bought something and hid it in our, in the trunk of our yeah. car because we don't want our husband to know. Right. So right? And, and I then we pull it out to and, to and drop they go, off is our that new? Underway home. And like, yeah, right? <laughs> right. to Stop them, to stuff it in a trash can, right. You know, and then, and their our husband goes, is that new, oh, I bought it a while ago. It's first time I'm wearing it. Yeah. It's pretty funny. But I've learned that in business, you know, it's safer for me just not to share the fact that I just signed on with a new coach or I'm going to spend... And $10,000 on some marketing campaign or something. It just doesn't work. So yeah. talk to us about, it's one thing to say the speed or the drive, but how do we make, you know, cause when he says, how was your day? I, I don't really want to tell him because I'm an entrepreneur. Whereas if we were in a different job, we it was good. Today. Yeah. It was good or whatever. So how far do we go in allowing for this to overlap without creating problems? Yeah. So
2: these are all just interesting dynamics that need to be worked on in your marriage. It's, it's communication, it's connection, it's, it's control, right? It's especially like right now, my husband and I own two separate businesses and they're so, they couldn't be more different, right? Mine's online. His is brick and mortar service-based business, right? And so the way he runs his business is so different than the way I run mine. And it takes a lot of, you know, communication and understanding and faith in each other, you know, and that's built over time. So, you know, it really, really comes down to, I talk about confidence, communication and connection. So you have to build those things up over time with experiences. And that's just a matter of, you know, learning how to create an environment where, where there's trust, where there's communication and where there's connection.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the communication piece of that specifically. And when then, and people can get more information about you for the other two, but let's talk about communication. You know, is, do we slow down the pace? Do you change yourself? Do you, become a chameleon, you know, if I'm a fast meticulous and he's sort of a fast meticulous, but do I purposely have to shut down my office and then, you know, purposely go and make sure that I'm, I'm uh, that he gets attention just as much, or, you know, what are some, what are some of the boundaries? I guess the boundaries, like, how do you identify what boundaries that you want to have in your business and what boundaries you need to be doing as a team?
2: Yeah, you touched on a lot of little things that I like to talk about. But first of all, when you said, do I have to, you know, drop this or be a chameleon? I think that one of the biggest um, traps that couples fall into is this fear of conflict and conflict in a marriage or having differing opinions or different ways of doing things is one of the biggest drivers of innovation. So I never think that you need to minimize yourself or your ideas or your ways of doing things in order to keep the peace. I think that's a huge 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 danger when you get in into marriage. I I teach this I teach this equation uh-huh. and it's called curiosity plus vulnerability equals uh, creativity. So if you're going to create a marriage and a life together that works for both of you, I never want you to, you know, minimize yourself in any way. What I want you to do is, is create a lot of curiosity instead of defensiveness. And instead of, you know, my way or the highway, it's just really getting curious about your partner and wondering huh, I wonder why you feel so strongly about this. I wonder why you do things this way or tell me more about, you know, your opinion on these issues, right? So get really, really curious and then be able to get vulnerable as well. Like, you know, when you get really upset about me spending a whole bunch of money on a coach, this, it makes me feel like you don't trust me or, you know, you don't feel like, you know, have a sense of, of what to do in my own business or things like that. So being able to ask questions, get vulnerable and then create an environment both of trust and understanding and cu- uh, communication all the things so that both of you can thrive and continue to grow individually and together as a couple so that's kind of my equation that I am my that I teach yeah and then also let's see the second part
0: of your question remind me again you said how do we how I I don't remember because I'm so involved in <laughs> Dude, my I head of curiosity and vulnerability, curiosity and vulnerability. It, and it's okay. It's okay. Because I think if you lead with curiosity, then they're naturally going to be more curious too. And if I lead with vulnerability, sort of like take the lead in the relationship so that We can start getting to that creative part, you know, and being vulnerable rather than defensive. I think that's really important for me because I don't like that conflict. So better, better left put under, let's dust that under the rug. I don't even need to tell him that I'm doing something. I'll just spring it on him and he can't say anything about it because it's already done. (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so i'm deal i'm dealing with that right now well and it's not i mean my marriage is great it's not that i'm just i'm i'm being the person that everybody who's listening is because they're saying i do that and i do that and i do that because because it is what we do so you know what's the first step what is the very very first step? I mean, going other than going, okay, let me go ask a bunch of questions to see how their day was because I'm mean, now I'm going to be curious. You know, what is the first step? Is there a mindset behind this? Is there a result that we're trying to get to that we need to be thinking about in advance? Yeah. I think it's kind
2: of realizing that every, let's see, problem or behavior or like maybe the beginning of an argument, there's always some need or fear underlying that. Right. So if my husband comes into my office and it's like, you've been in here all day, right? Like, oh yeah. What about our, we you know, what about cooking and cleaning and helping with yeah, the where's kids? Where's my dinner? Yeah, exactly. Like what have you been doing all day? Right. So like understanding that that behavior is driven by some sort of need or some sort of fear or there's something underneath that behavior. So those things materialize differently in every relationship. But if instead of getting really defensive, like, what are you talking about? I'm working. My business is important too. If I can stop and go, okay, there's a need here. Maybe I can ask some questions and get to the bottom of it. Like, So, so that's really like the beginning or first step is understanding that we all kind of, you know, that we all kind of show our needs differently. Like, like see if you can understand the message underneath the, the verbal or behavior that that's coming out. Right.
0: Yeah. And And that's, listen, I have to be honest. That's hard as entrepreneurs because we don't have time. We don't, we don't pick up on it. We don't even, you know, I mean, that's part of it is that we're so ingrained in what we're doing that it's hard to increase the awareness. It's hard to recognize. And I mean, that's one thing that I'm just so grateful for COVID is that it's allowed us to start having conversations or even having eye contact Mm -hmm. where we didn't have it before. It was just like, you know, he would come in and say, Hey, do you want, do you know what, do you want a glass of wine? Yeah, yeah. That sounds really good.
2: Keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm not even increasing my awareness. And I wonder, you know, if there's a, a step before that, that, that just, you know, could be some type of, you know, one of the things that we did in COVID on the positive side, and maybe this could be a strategy, is that we started this two foot rule that anytime that we're within two feet of one another, we stop and we kiss, we just have a quick exactly. kiss. Right. Yeah. And acknowledge each other. And that's what I mean by, I've probably never looked in his eyes more than I have during COVID. <laughs> it's always just, even in the kitchen, just like, excuse me, excuse me, you know, and you don't try to hit each other and you're like, wait until they're done. And now we go, Hey, we're two feet together. Let's just magnetize that and, and come together. I wonder if there's, if that's something we could do too, you know, the thought, I mean, I'm visualizing your husband coming in and going, you know, you're still in here and using that time, that physical Space to say, stop. That's the trigger. Stop. Yeah. I'm still in here. I'm still working on it. What's wrong. What's up. Yeah. You know,
2: what's interesting is, is that that very scenario that you said is I think what's happening a lot in COVID is like, you know, I'm out here managing the kids. You're still in the office. And the underlying message of that is always like, I need you. Like I'm feeling, you know, overwhelmed or like I need help or something. And so I've started just on my own accord is when I get that behavior, I know it's like, okay, stop what you're doing for a minute and go give a hug or you yeah. know, climb up on his lap or just nuzzle him or something. And usually that is enough to be like, okay, she sees me like right. she understands. Right. And so it's just a matter of prioritizing our spouse. So as entrepreneurs, we're problem solvers, right? So like typically what is the problem? The problem is, is that we're not prioritizing our marriage as we should. And so there's definitely, I, you know, I teach tools, definitely things that you can put in place to show your partner. It doesn't mean you have to spend all your time or even the same amount of time, but just what can we do to, to show our partner that they mean The world to us, that, you know, they are more important to the business, even if, you know, we are spending, you know, more time or energy or financial resources, even on our business, that they do mean enough for us to, you know, stop what we're doing and take a moment and just acknowledge the fact that, you know, they do mean everything to us and our marriage is important to us and that they're not just getting the leftovers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, the leftovers. Okay. So we've made everybody sick with my questions (laughs) (laughs) and how to avoid conflict. Because I think that's the first thing is like, how do we avoid conflict? All right. So now now we're, you know, we're getting better, we're getting curious and now we've got the status quo, but how do we make it amplify to happiness so that it's not just, okay, I'm teasing everybody, everybody, we're not having conflict and okay, we're I'm, I'm going, yes, I see you for a second. And you know, all that, how do we now amplify it to this beautiful, beautiful, happy marriage?
2: Yeah. I love that you asked that question because I often teach, you know, I'm obsessed with what makes a marriage strong and lasting, but that just does, but that doesn't mean just staying together for a long, long time. It means, you know, what makes us stronger through every season of life, even the really hard ones. Right. So what does it take to really create that bond that we can look back on our life and go, this is the love story. This is our story. Like, and so start with the end in mind and just think like, what is the love story that we're writing, right? You have control over that. That is one of the beautiful parts of being married and creating a life and a family and a business, whatever you are creating, you know, that is the story you're writing. So think about your love story. What is the love story that we're writing? And then be sure that you're prioritizing that, you know, when you look back over the years, like what was the most important thing to you, right? Yeah. Was it your connection? Was it your marriage? Was it, you know, a lot of people get in this trap that like, you know, I have to take care of the kids. The kids are the most important thing, right? But right. if you do it right, your kids are going to grow up and leave. If you do it right, you're you're going to retire from your business eventually, but your spouse is always going to be there. And so you want to make sure that even through those really busy, busy seasons. Of life, raising children and building up your business. And you know, all the fame and success and the goals that you have are are wonderful and beautiful. But at the very end, you want that relationship. Like, what's the point of getting to the top of that mountain and standing there by yourself, right? You want to have somebody to share that with, somebody to look over all that you've accomplished, overcome, and created together. And so that's the most important thing is just to remember those busy seasons of life are going to be busy, whether you prioritize your spouse or whether you don't, but if you want your spouse to be there in the end, then you should, you should prioritize them. You should put the first things first. And so for me, one of the, the first things that I, I have my people, my students do is Take inventory of, you know, your calendar and your to-do list, those show your priorities. Mm -hmm. So as a business owner, I look for every, every day, I look forward to the next day and make sure that I'm prepared. Right. So like for this interview, I, I needed to make sure that I had my microphone and that, you know, I had all of my interviewing things. Right. And so every day I, I, I personally, I have a daily five system. So what are the five things that are going to push my business or my family forward and every single day my husband makes one of those things it doesn't have to be complicated or time consuming or anything like that but what can i do each day to make sure that my husband gets on that to do list so if whether that's a text in the middle of the day whether it's you know calling to check up on uh, on a meeting that he was you know worried yeah. about or picking yeah. up his favorite treat at the grocery store or you know writing a little note and you know, slipping it on his pillow, whatever it is, it can be fast. It can be, you know, but, but something that shows him that, Hey, I thought about you today because you are my priority.
0: Yeah. I absolutely love that. You know, one of the things that we had at my daughter's wedding um a year and a half ago, you know, is someone was speaking and saying, you know, every day you have to choose your spouse, you have to choose your spouse. Okay. So this got me thinking, you know, so what if someone's listening and they're like, okay, I have neglected this guy. I've neglected this one. And I've neglected them for so long that if I did a note, they would go, what are you trying to do? Butter me up because you want a divorce, butter me up because you're having an affair. Like, this is not you. Who are you? So how do we slide into that in a manner that doesn't knee jerk or create friction because we did it, right? Like, Uh why are you so interested all of a sudden? What's going on, right? Right
2: maybe just a conversation like, Hey, I realize life has been so busy COVID and the kids and the, the business. And I realized that you're the most important thing in my life right now. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to show that to you, right? I mean, you're putting you on, I heard this podcast, amazing podcast interview. And I know that if, you know, I need to make time for the things that I truly cherish and you are that to me. So, you know, You might notice I'm going to be making a little bit of an extra effort. There's nothing weird going on. I just want to let you know that I love you and appreciate you. And if I've neglected you over the past few months or years, I'm deeply sorry.
0: Yeah, beautiful. No, I love that because then there's absolutely no excuse. There's no excuse for not having the best of both worlds, you know, to have the passion and the profit. (laughs) <laughs> right. Absolutely.
2: I don't think anyone ever has to choose between those two. And I think a, a, another common trap is that we fall into is I'll try as soon as they try, right? Like, oh yeah, no, that's
0: why I said. Effort, then I'll show a little bit of yeah, effort. Yeah, no, take the lead, take the yes. lead. Yeah. Take Absolutely. the lead in this. That's why I wanted to bring this because, you know, this is just something that, you know, I experience with my students, you know, all the time is, is just this and they always use the word balance. And I keep saying, that's the problem or it's not about balance. It's about integration. And I think, you know, integrating these little, these little moments, these little looks, the two foot roll that I have, you know, the notes that you have, it's just the integration. And I think it goes beyond just marriage. I think this is something we need to be doing with our kids too. And I know I personally, my kids are, grown, but I talk to them less frequently now than I did before. And, you know, and yeah, it was, well, he hasn't called me. I'm his mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why hasn't he called me? I'm his mom. But realizing that, you know, his priorities aren't his mom anymore. His priorities are his wife and his family. And so I have to inject myself into you know, that more often. So, okay. So as we close out our time today, what advice would you like to give people that are listening that have heard this particular conversation?
2: Yeah, I would think, I think my, my best advice would be to start somewhere like now, now and right where you are is a great place to start.
0: Yeah. Now and get it done get her done. That's kind of, that's kind of what you say. Yeah.
2: You'll never, ever, ever regret prioritizing your marriage. Like there's just no, no scenario in which you would ever regret prioritizing your marriage. And so it, you know, if, if you've had a period of time where it just felt crazy and you know, it's easy to put that on the back burner because your customers and your clients, they need you and they pay you, your kids, they can't drive themselves most, you know, they can't take care of themselves. You're the one that can take care of them. Right. And so it's easy to just say,
0: my marriage is fine. It'll be there. It's fine. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of people who do their business plan and then put it on a shelf (laughs) and then get it back out at the end of the year and go, okay, now I'm going to work on my business plan this year. This time I'm going to do it different. Right. And it becomes the same thing.
2: Uh exactly exactly and nothing (laughs) self-sustains right the grass needs to be mowed the toilets need to be cleaned marriage needs care and tending as well so definitely start now
0: yeah that's beautiful so if someone has heard this and they want to connect with you and they want to get more information about how they can start going down that road and working with you and open up the doors what is the best way for them to reach out to you
2: Yeah, everything can be found on my website, which is www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com. Or I love to hang out on Instagram at Monty Tanner 1.
0: Okay, awesome. Awesome! I love it. I love it. Well, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. This is really critical information. You know, now that we're coming, at least while we're recording this, we're coming out of the COVID challenge, and as we're coming out of this, it's now time to really focus on the things that perhaps were put on the back burner because I know we're doing that. We're we're focusing. I know for us, we're going back to church finally. You know, where we I mean, we've been virtual, but, you know, we're finally going back to church and saying, hey, we got to get back on the right track. What a perfect time to say, let's put our marriage on the right track too, to make sure that that we don't get lost in the shuffle.
2: Yeah. And the thing to remember too, is like when you focus on your marriage, when everything's good there, you show up better in every single other aspect of your life. You, you're a stronger leader in your business. You're a better parent. You're a better human. If you want to just elevate every level of, of your life and how you show up, then put your focus in your marriage because that is your primary relationship. I mean, that is the first commitment you made. So yeah, definitely can't go wrong.
0: Yeah. So I want to add just one more thing here, ask you, you know, just one more thing we're talking about marriage, but for those that are listening, that are single, Mm -hmm. not necessarily divorced, but those that are single, Mm -hmm. same, same process, put as much time and effort into that relationship. If you're, I'm saying you're in a relationship, but you happen to be single, really, really put that time into that relationship.
2: I would say if you're single, what I always tell my single people is put as much time and energy into yourself into becoming the partner that you want to attract. So yeah. definitely don't like discount these things because, you know, when you're single, you're putting all your energy on. i want to find someone who I want to find someone who I want to find someone who, but put your energy. I want to become a person who, and then you will attract.
0: There you go. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. I know you and I, we had so much fun. Actually, when we first talked, we were like, gosh, we should have recorded this when we first talked. We had so much fun on it. And I look forward to being on your show. I know we're going to do a little swap here and it's exciting. So thank you so much for being with us here today, Monica. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course.
1: Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery Membership Community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets